Oh, hey. I didn't see you guys there. Is it that time already? I guess so. We must have lost track of time drinking all that deckhand Danny's. Well, we better get our shit together so that we can tell our tale. Howdy, listeners, and welcome to the Death Shifter Den. Should we bring everyone up to speed on what this podcast is all about? Yeah, that's a good idea, but let's introduce ourselves first. I'm Dakota. With us today is Andy. Hey, folks. We've also got Ray here. How's it going out there, all you mystical beings? And lastly, who could forget Ethan? Hey there. Glad you could all join us today. Now that we've got introductions out of the way, let's fill our listeners in on what Death Shifter is all about. Andy, care to explain how we got started? Can do. We initially started this project with the vision of an animated TV series, and while we haven't ruled out that possibility, we wanted to make something to release to an audience sooner than we would be able to if we were creating an animated show. So we landed on an audio play-style podcast. Care to elaborate on the world we've created, Ethan? I got you, buddy. Death Shifter takes place in a technologically advanced fantasy world with some utopian elements that lost magic thousands of years ago. The world features various fantasy-style races and creatures, as well as others you'll soon discover. Ray, how about you take it away with a brief synopsis? Sure thing, bud. Our story follows a human and his new companions as they try to get his memory back. Join them on their crazy adventures as they uncover secrets of the world while having a damn good time doing it. Cool. I think we nailed it. Going forward, we'll use this time to answer fan mail, questions, and anything you want to know about Death Shifter. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email. If you like our show and want to support us, check out patreon.com deathshifter. You can also go to our website, deathshifter.com, for more information. Links are provided at the end of the episode and in the episode description. We also want to thank Anchor for giving us an easy and reliable place to make our podcast. On top of that, they distribute it to the different platforms for all of you to listen in. You can't really beat that. Well, I think I hear our death guide coming. We better get started. Episode 1, Port O Party. Four friends are walking to a party before stopping on the outskirts of a dark forest. Herman, the orc, nervously looks to the others. I know it's a bit spookier, but it will be quicker if we go through the death cap forest. Wesley responds while jumping off a log onto Herman's back. It's always quicker when I get a ride from you, big guy. Callie comments cheekily on Herman and Wesley's bromance. You guys should just sword fight already. Wesley slowly slides off Herman's back and the two stare back at her. You just don't know true love. Yeah, because she can't keep it in her pants. Fuck off, Wesley. Wesley's wings start to shake underneath his shirt. Herman grabs his arm. How many shirts have you already ripped this week? Callie continues to laugh while Herman holds on to Wesley's arm. He breaks free and charges at her. Barry steps in between them and points towards the line of bushes blocking their exit. Uh, anyone see that guy over there? The four friends stop and look at the bush with an arm sticking out of it. Herman nervously walks closer to get a better look. He turns back around, slightly covering his eyes. Callie walks over to the body, shoving Wesley as she passes. Barry follows behind. Callie kneels to the ground and grabs the arm. Doesn't feel like a human to me. Barry kneels next to her and shoves the human arm out of her hand. Show some respect, would ya? Wesley walks over to Herman and puts his hand on his back. Oh, don't be such a wuss. It's just some drunk human. Herman takes a deep breath and looks down at Wesley. He starts to grind his teeth. Wesley takes his hand off of Herman's back and runs over to Callie and Barry. 
Herman follows behind and kneels next to Callie. How much can humans normally drink? Wesley laughs. Come on, we all know that they can't hold their alcohol with those tiny livers. Barry and Callie laugh with him. While laughing, Barry recalls that Pixie's livers are, in fact, tinier than those of humans. <laughs> Wait, why am I laughing? As they get ready to stand up, the arm from the bush suddenly grabs Callie's leg. Well, that's how you know he's drunk, laying his filthy human hand on me. At least buy me dinner first, asshole. Herman reaches into the bush, pulls out the human and lays him on the ground. They watch as his eyes roll back and forth in his sockets. Wesley kneels and uses his dragon nostrils to sniff him. Well, he smells like shit, but he's definitely not intoxicated. Barry places their hands on the man's shoulders and starts to shake him. Hey, wake up, human! Callie scoots over and leans close to the man's face. Before she can say anything, his eyes spring open, causing her to fall back, knocking Barry off of him. The man sits up and looks around at the four of them. Who are you people? And why am I in a forest? The four friends gather around. Wesley and Callie reach out and help him up, while Barry smiles and waves at him. Well, we were also wondering that. I'm Barry, and these are my friends, Herman the Orc, Callie the Elf, and Wesley the Dragon. They all wave to the man as Barry says their names. He stands staring at them with a blank look on his face. Uh, it's great to meet the four of you, but I can't remember who I am or how I ended up here. Wesley circles him while eyeing him up and down. So why aren't you worried about us devouring your flesh and stringing your entrails through the Deathcap Forest? The man smirks. Good try. I remember the world we live in and that humans live amongst the different creatures in peace. Herman grabs Wesley and looks at the human. Back off the man's nuts, Wesley. The man checks his pockets. I have this wallet. Maybe my name is in there. He holds it out to the four friends. Callie walks over and takes it from him. She smiles wide while looking at the expired condom. Well, at least he's trying. But this condom is ancient. It's lambskin. So he's either allergic to latex or he's just fucking weird. Wesley grabs the idea and looks at it. The picture matches his face. His name is Clay Trita. Yo, he's 28. He can drink with us. Herman grabs the ID and wallet from Wesley and Callie. He brings it back over to Clay. Sorry for the rough introduction, but they'll eventually grow on you. Barry walks over and stands next to Herman. We're on our way to the sick party at the Von 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 Castle. Why don't you come with us? There'll be so many people, they won't mind you coming. Wesley and Callie stand behind them, smiling while Clay looks at his ID. A couple of seconds pass by before he puts the wallet back in his pocket and looks at the four friends. I can't remember anything anyways. Maybe going and getting drunk with a bunch of strangers will spark my memory. The five of them walk through the bushes into the neighborhood. As they get further away, Wesley looks over to Clay. The Von Von Vons host our regional celebration for Fay Day every year. It's going to be lit. Literally. Which reminds me, are you any good at drinking games? Callie laughs at Wesley. <laughs> wow, Wesley. Your memory must be worse than his. He just told us he couldn't remember anything. Ass. Clay looks at Wesley, confused. What's Fay Day? Wesley steps back and puts his hand out for Barry. Why don't you take this one, Barry? They're your long-lost cousins. Barry smiles and jumps forward excitedly. Can do! Fay Day is our annual holiday to celebrate the heroic actions the Fae took to save our world thousands of years ago. Clay stands still, staring blankly at them. So, Barry is a magical pixie along with her long-lost Fae cousins, who everyone celebrates for some heroic act that saved our world? What was so heroic about what they did? Herman smiles wide while patting Clay on the back. Well... Pixies aren't magical anymore. No one is. The Fae used the combined magical energies of every being in the world to stop an asteroid from destroying all life on the planet. Clay continues to question things. It took all of the magic in the world to stop one asteroid? Callie gets a serious look on her face. It was massive. 
Wesley laughs while leading the group down the street. And that is why we're going to get massively wasted. They get to the end of the neighborhood and turn the corner. Back in the bushes lays a silver necklace with two small onyx serrated daggers crossing at its ends. A talon from a male harpy appears and picks it up before moving deeper into the forest to join different creatures in lab coats. They sit perched in the trees like birds, hiding and watching Clay and his new companions. One of the scientists looks to the other, sitting next to him. We should move now while the specimen is close. The second scientist puts his binoculars down and looks at the first scientist. You know we don't have the authority to do that. Plus, we just got back onto the boss's good side. The male harpy walks out of the darkness and stands at the bottom of the tree, looking up at them. What the hell are you guys doing in the tree like that? That's offensive on so many levels. You know what? Never mind. Let's get down. We need to get back to the HQ. The different scientists scurry out of the tree and flood into the darkness, disappearing. The male harpy turns and looks out towards the neighborhood while holding the silver necklace. We have your friend now, Clay Tretta. He turns and disappears into the darkness with the others. Clay and the others walk towards a giant castle-like mansion with different creatures partying all over the property. Wesley walks in front of his crew, nodding and greeting random partygoers. Hey man, bro, what's up? Yo, Artie, keep that sword sharp, homie. Hey, good to see you too. Guys, this party is going to be epic. A preppy vampire steps in front of them and screams in excitement. Callie rolls her eyes before pretending to be excited to see her. O-M-G. Bitch, yes! How the fuck are you? Let's take shots. Veronica hears a noise behind them in the house. I have to make sure something didn't just fucking break. But let's definitely take some shots, bitch. Wesley punches Callie on the arm and starts to give her shit. Yes, girl, let's take shots and hear the tea on all that. Callie smiles at Wesley and the others. It was a cool, crisp, and very moist evening in the fall semester of my sophomore year in college. The aroma of pumpkin spice and vodka filled the air. Then we fucked for five hours, and I found out that her father is the head honcho of vampires. Before any of them can respond, she walks to the door and opens it up to hip-hop music and flashing lights. She turns back around to her friends. So, anywho, I'm gonna go black out. If anyone wants to join, I'll be inside. Clay laughs and follows her. This is going to be fun. Let's get these memories flowing. Herman and Barry laugh while walking behind Wesley to the party. They walk through a crowd of creatures to the kitchen where the keg is. Callie pushes through the crowd and yells to everyone. Everyone, I have a very important announcement. Herman is doing a keg stand. Herman, Herman. The crowd surrounds Herman and lifts him into the air. He looks down at Callie next to the keg. Why do you guys always make me do this? Herman flips upside down and chugs nearly the entire keg before flipping back over. He smiles at Clay and burps. Uh, I'm gonna go out back to get some air. He stumbles away while Callie watches with a smile on her face. She walks over to Clay with a drink in her hand. Wesley steps in front of her. Whoa, do you really think that's a good idea to give him the full strength stuff his first time drinking with us? He is only a human after all. Callie scoffs. Looks like someone left their balls in their purse. She walks away with her hands up, yelling. Whatever. If anyone wants to drink some of the full strength stuff, you are welcome to join me, even if you are human. Barry looks at Wesley before facepalming and following Callie. Sorry my friends are so problematic. I'm gonna go keep an eye on her. Callie, wait up, girl! Clay stands with Wesley, laughing, while taking a shot and grabbing a beer. 
The two look around the party until Clay's eyes meet the mead pong table with calm curiosity. Wesley acts cool and leans on the counter. He nudges Clay on the arm. Ooh, buddy. If you like that, just wait until you see the main event. Clay takes his eyes off the mead pong game and turns to Wesley. I'm intrigued. What is it? Wesley puts his arm around Clay and escorts him to the back door. Behold, rain of fire. Clay looks outside in amazement. He sees a giant pool with a waterfall and a cave. Behind that is a massive field with a golden staircase leading up to some sort of guest house. Hundreds of creatures stand in the field, staring up at Veronica von Von Von. Rain of fire, huh? How did you guys think of this? Wesley laughs while standing with Clay. Once upon a time, my grandfather was one of the ancient dragons of legend that developed this game. Can you even imagine an event five times this size with giant dragons flying across the field at breakneck speeds? The wind and ash storms created by the contest were said to shroud nearby villages in darkness for weeks. Clay chuckles to himself. <laughs> giant dragons playing a drinking game? Now that would be a sight to see. Wesley continues to laugh with him. Just wait until you see the game. The two walk out of the door into the backyard. Veronica Von 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 shouts from the top of the stairs. Thank you, everyone, for attending our annual Fay Day celebration. But now, the real fun begins. Is everyone ready to start the Brain of Fire tournament? The creatures all scream and cheer while Clay looks over at Wesley. Dude, this is way more intense than what I was thinking. Wesley shrugs his shoulders while smiling at him. I told you, man. You think you're up for the challenge? I'll teach you how to play. After all, I am the one who introduced Reign of Fire to these clowns. Clay nervously laughs while walking over to Callie and Barry standing in the crowd. Uh, I, I don't know if I'll be any good. I still can't remember anything before meeting you guys. Before Wesley can respond, Veronica Von 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 continues to yell to the crowd. Everyone knows the rules. Four to a team. If you haven't signed up yet, your time is running out. Hurry and get up here before the tournament begins. Barry smirks at Clay. I hope you got beginner's luck on your side, baby boy. This year we're in it to win it. Callie looks at Clay and smiles. I hope Wesley taught you how to play. As much as I hate to admit it, he is one of the best. Wesley jumps in before Clay can answer. Well, about that. We kind of got sidetracked and I wasn't able to. Hopefully we don't have to play in the first game. Callie shakes her head. We'll be fine out there. We're going to win this thing anyways. Clay interrupts them and looks around for Herman. Why don't we just make this easier for everyone and have Herman play instead of me? Barry points up to Veronica Von Von Von. <laughs> no can do, Clay. That orc babe Herman is macking on his besties with Veronica. They're already signed up with Glop, which makes them a team to beat for sure. Herman and a female orc named Bernice walk up the stairs to stand with Veronica. A dwarf follows behind them. Kelly gets a concerned look on her face. Aw, oh, fuck. Clay laughs while looking at the dwarf. <laughs> Wait, that little dwarf is going to make it hard for us to win? Wesley gets a serious look on his face. Lesson number one, don't underestimate Glop. That dude is the real deal. Barry jumps in, nodding in agreement. Size matters not, Clay. Wesley chuckles to himself while looking at Barry. As great as it is, now is not the time to be quoting Star Dwarfs. Before they can respond, Veronica sees Callie and waves for her and her team to come up the stairs. Callie looks at Wesley, Barry, and Clay. We can't deny our gracious host. Let's see what she wants this time. They follow Callie up the stairs and stand in front of Veronica, Herman, Bernice, and Glop. Veronica smiles at Callie. That sounds so much fun. I can't wait for the opportunity to meet you guys out there on the field. Callie smiles back. It feels great to be back. Hopefully we don't kick your ass too bad, so you won't have to ban us like last year. Veronica brushes it off and turns away. As she walks away from them, she yells back to her. 
You still seem to think I had something to do with it. How about we just settle it on the field then? Callie scoffs and starts to follow her. Clay grabs her arm and stops her. Hey, I don't know what happened last year, but I'll be ready. Teach me how to play and we'll win this thing. Wesley walks over and places his hand on Callie's back. We all know Veronica is a cheater. There's not much we can do about that. But I think Clay is going to surprise everybody in this tournament. Callie nods her head to him and Barry. Let's get this human up to speed then. Herman stands staring at them with a look of guilt on his face. I'm sorry, guys. I promised Bernice that I would play with her this year. She didn't tell me it was going to be with Veronica, though. Wesley walks over and looks up at him. It's all good, Herm. Just take it easy on the new guy when we meet you out there. He smiles at them before walking over to his team. Veronica holds up a board with all the teams on a tournament bracket. Rain of fire! Team 1 and 2, get up here! Everyone else make your way to the edge of the field and find a spot to watch. Be ready, because the next two teams start as soon as the previous game ends. Wesley blows out a sigh of relief while walking to the edge of the grassy field with Callie, Clay, and Barry. Nice! We're Team 10. Barry grins while moving toward Clay. That'll give us more than enough time to make this guy a reign of fire master. After a couple of moments, Veronica von von von, Herman, Bernice, and Glop walk down the stairs. Out from the crowd comes four goblins. They stroll to the bottom of the staircase and face off with Veronica's team. They bow to each other before one of the goblins and Glop walk back up the stairs. Herman and Bernice take their places behind the staircase on each side. Two of the goblins do the same while the last one stands with Veronica at the bottom. Six vampires walk out from the guest house, holding a track with a sword sticking in it that was designed specifically for Reign of Fire. They place it down on the steps of the stairs before moving to the sides. One of them stops and places two balls the size of volleyballs in a barrel next to the top of the track. Glop and the goblin standing next to him nod their heads. Veronica watches as her brother, Vince Von Von Von, exits from the guest house. Good evening, everyone! Due to last year's injury in the games, I, Vince Von Von Von, will be the judge of this year's tournament. I am honored that my father entrusted me with this responsibility. With that being said, I will be as fair as possible and do everything I can to make sure each team gets a chance to make it to the finals. I wish you all the best of luck. Now begin! Glop looks to the goblin. Veronica's on our team, so we get to go first, unless you want to take it up with her. The goblin bows to him. I'm not going to risk getting on the bad side of a Von Von Von. It's all you, Beardy. Glop snickers while grabbing one of the balls. He places it onto the track and clutches the hilt of the blade, designed to hold the ball in place. One of the vampires walks back over with a torch and hands it to the goblin. The goblin moves over to the ball and lights it on fire. Glop pulls the blade out and the ball starts to roll down the track. Veronica stands at the bottom, controlling it to keep the fireball balanced. It rapidly accelerates to the bottom. Before it gets to the end, she lifts the track up, causing the ball to launch into the air towards three man-sized red solo cups sitting on top of stone podiums. As the fireball flies into the air, Herman and Bernice take off into a sprint towards the field. The two goblins are left to try to stop them, only to get trampled by the bigger orcs. The flaming ball misses the cup, but Herman pats it with his hand and knocks it in. Veronica's team cheers while the goblins get ready for their turn. The vampires come back out with blue cups and replace the red ones. They stand to the side and wait for the goblins to take their turn. Glop carries the torch and lights the other ball. The goblin slides the blade and watches as his teammate struggles to balance the ball. It falls off the track and hits the floor. Vince Von 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 yells to the crowd. Oh, too bad. The ball fell off the track. That means a shot for all of Team 2. Team 1 made a cup, so they lead 1-0. to zero. The crowd cheers while the goblins take a shot and sip from their side drinks for the cup Team 1 made. Veronica switches spots with Glop while the two goblins on the stairs do the same. She readies herself as the goblins light the ball on fire. 
They wait for the vampires to put their red solo cups back and give them the signal. Once they do, Veronica slides the blade and watches Glop balance the ball down the track. When it reaches the end, he flips it into the air towards the two cups they have left. Herman and Bernice sprint forward to get the goblins to run at them. They both stop and watch as the flaming ball goes straight into one of the cups. The crowd erupts into a roar while Glop raises his hands in the air. It's the goblins' turn. Veronica lights the ball on fire. The goblin lets the ball down and watches her teammate bounce the ball to the bottom. It reaches the end of the track and he launches it toward the three blue cups. The other two goblin teammates run out after it to get hit by the two orcs on defense. Everyone watches as the flaming ball misses the cups by about 10 feet. Vince von 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 yells out to the crowd while the two teams change places. Oh, A for effort, Team 2, but this game isn't close at all. Team 1 just needs one more cup to win. Herman walks to the top of the stairs and yells down to the female orc standing at the bottom. Show them how it's done. The goblin lights the ball on fire and watches as Herman slides the blade out of the track. Herman smiles while Bernice balances it down with ease. It reaches the bottom and she launches it toward their last red solo cup. Veronica and Glop run out after it and quickly get past the two goblins on defense. Glop leaps into the air. Veronica grabs him and spins around. She lets go and tosses him above the flaming ball. With his one touch, he slams his hand down on the ball, causing it to splash into the water in the last cup. Vince von 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 starts to scream while the crowd erupts, cheering for Glop and chanting his name. Glop tossing in the first round? Sorry, Team 2, but with three cups remaining, you don't have a chance for rebuttals. Better luck next year. The crowd cheers for the goblins as they walk off the field to join the audience. They get louder as Team 1 stands at the top of the steps. Clay turns to Callie, Barry, and Wesley. I think I understand the game now. Each team gets a turn to try and get the ball into their three cups. Whichever team does it first wins, unless the other team can rebuttal. But they can only do so if they have one cup left. The two teammates running after the flaming ball each get one touch to try and change its trajectory towards one of the cups. The other two teammates on the stairs switch off, starting the ball and bouncing it down the track. If they don't get the ball to the end and it falls, their entire team takes a shot. When you're on defense, you can stop the opposing team from getting to the cups. But do you get a touch? Barry shakes their head. No siree. The only people allowed to touch the great balls of fire are the people on offense. You're catching on pretty quick, though, Clay. Maybe you have played this in a past life. Clay nods his head while looking at the three of them. I think I got it, then. Unless there's something else I'm missing. Wesley looks to Callie and Barry. They both nod their heads. He turns back to Clay. You've definitely got the gist of it, but there are a couple more rules that will come into play if it goes into sudden death. We'll just have to cross that bridge if we come to it. Keep watching and try to come up with a good strategy. Clay smiles while looking out towards the field. The next two teams play their game. It's another quick one. The next game starts immediately. They continue to watch as this one goes down to the wire. Ultimately, Team 5 prevails and beats Team 6. Team 7 and 8 come out. Callie leans over to Clay. Pay attention here and be fucking ready. Barry turns and adds their two cents. For fuck's sake, people, can we cut the dramatics already? Clay, at the end of the day, this is just a dumb drinking game. One of the flaming balls flies past them and hits one of the spectators. They watch with wide eyes as some of the vampires run over with a stretcher. You know, with dangerous flaming balls. Clay nervously smiles before turning to watch the rest of the game. Just like that, it's over, and Team 8 wins. Vince von 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 calls the next two teams out. It's time for the next game. Teams 9 and 10 move quickly and get to the staircase in the center of the field. Chomp chomp, we have 25 games to get through in the first round alone. Wesley pats Clay on the back and starts running toward the stairs with Callie and Barry. You got this, Clay. Let's kick some ass. Clay takes a deep breath before following them out onto the staircase. Hopefully I don't die before remembering anything. They stand together, waiting for Team 9 to join them. 
A couple of seconds pass, and a group of mole people walk out into the crowd and stand next to them. Vince von 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 yells down to them. All right, both teams are here. Let's begin. Wesley looks at Callie and Barry. I'll stick by Clay, since you two work great together. Callie smirks while running up the stairs. Barry stands at the bottom. They turn to Clay and Wesley before they run to their spots on both sides of the stairs and whispers to them. I don't know why the mole people signed up again this year. Don't get me wrong, any race can do anything they want. It's just light reception not being your strong suit makes flaming balls flying at your face kind of hard to deal with. Wesley laughs, putting his hand on his face. I can't believe I didn't think of that. Hey, Clay! Clay interrupts Wesley and yells back at him. Yeah, I heard Barry too. We got this. Wesley scoffs before smiling and readying himself. Clay joins him and the two look up at one of the mole people lighting the ball on fire. Barry drops it. They all watch as Callie balances the flaming ball down the track with ease. She lifts it at the end and launches the ball into the air. Wesley takes off after it while Clay turns around and runs towards the mole person guarding Wesley. He gets both of them to follow him as Wesley runs untouched after the ball. It falls just to the right of one of the cups and he pats it in with his one touch. Callie lifts her hand in the air while yelling at him. Not bad for a pint-sized dragon. On the way back to the stairs, Wesley switches sides and walks past Clay. I got you this time. Just run after the ball and make sure it goes into one of the cups. Clay nods before the two get to their spot to defend the mole people's turn. Barry lights the ball on fire and watches the mole person drop the ball down the track. The mole person at the bottom of the stairs squints while trying to balance it. She turns too far to the right and drops the ball on the floor. Vince von 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 yells out to the crowd. Bummer. Team 9 needs to take a shot. Can the mole people see out there? The crowd laughs as the vampires change the blue solo cups back to red. Two cups sit on the stone platforms while Clay and Wesley ready themselves on offense. Callie runs up the stairs, high-fiving Barry as they pass. This game is already over. Barry high-fives her back and jumps the rest of the way down the stairs in excitement. Watch close, Cal. I'ma make my ancestors proud. Callie smiles wide while the mole person lights the ball on fire. She lets it go and watches Barry balance the ball back down the track effortlessly. They take a deep breath before launching the ball into the air. Wesley runs toward the mole person in front of Clay and acts as a distraction. He sprints past them after the ball and gets behind the red cup. The ball is about to fly past him, but Clay jumps and swats the ball down, knocking it into the cup. The crowd cheers while he runs back down towards the stairs. Vince Von 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 yells out in excitement. It's pretty impressive for a human to be on the field playing Reign of Fire and actually contributing. Team 10 leads 2-0. Can Team 9 get a cup here? The mole people get ready and drop the ball. Again, they have trouble seeing and it falls off the track. They take their second shot of the game and stumble to their new spots. Clay and Wesley run past, high-fiving Barry and Callie before getting to the stairs. Without hesitating, Clay runs to the top to drop the ball for Wesley. He gets up and watches the mole person light the ball. This one is all you, Wesley. End it with this shot. Wesley smiles back while watching the ball drop down the track. His smile fades as he gets serious. The ball gets to the end, and he loses control, causing it to fall off. Callie and Barry yell at him from both sides down the stairs. Damn it, Wes! Ugh, way to drop the ball, Wesley! Clay and Wesley take their shots before passing each other. Wesley smiles nervously at him while getting to the top. My fingers slipped. Clay readies himself at the bottom of the track. It's all good, man. Drop the ball again, and let's see what I can do. Wesley drops the flaming ball down the track. Clay carefully balances it. The ball lurches to the right, nearly falling off the track. He flips the track to the left and catches it. It speeds up and starts to move to the edge. He flips the track in the air, causing it to jump. The audience watches in anticipation as the ball flies towards the bottom edge. Clay waits for it to get closer and swings the track into the air, launching the ball skyward. It flies high into the air down the field, but its trajectory is off course, heading towards the crowd. 
Callie and Barry take off after it. They run closer together as they continue sprinting in the direction of the ball. Barry uses their pixie wings to float off the ground. Callie speeds up and jumps under them. They clasp arms midair before Barry swings Callie and lets her go. She flies past the ball and uses her one touch to knock it backward towards the cup. Barry lands on the ground and runs after it before diving and hitting the flaming ball into the air with the team's last touch. The crowd gasps as everyone watches the ball hit the rim of the cup and flip over it, hitting the water inside. Everyone erupts into a cheering roar, including the mole people. Vince Von 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 uses the speakers to yell to everyone. That was one of the craziest plays we have ever seen. I can't believe this is still the first round of the tournament. Seriously, though, I genuinely believe the mole people cannot see. Clay, Callie, Barry, and Wesley run off the field, jumping in excitement. The other creatures in the crowd pat them on the back as they pass. Finally, they calm down, and everyone watches the rest of the first round games. The first round finally comes to an end, and Vince Von 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 walks out of the guest house before yelling to the crowd. All right, everyone, there has been a change of plans. Because of this year's tournament being larger than usual, we can't finish it all in one night. After a lengthy discussion with the rest of the Von 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 family, we have finally decided to hold the second round next weekend, which means we get to party more! The crowd again erupts into a roar before calming back down. They look back up at him as he gets ready to speak again. It is getting late, though, so everyone needs to leave. Right now. Except for you, Team 10. Barry chuckles while looking at Callie. Lols, bet that has nothing to do with the fact you two used to bang. Callie smiles wide before they all erupt into laughter while watching the hundreds of other creatures clear out of the enormous castle mansion. They walk back inside to the kitchen and find a bottle of some hard liquor called Deckhand Danny's. Wesley grabs five glasses and pours the Deckhand Danny's into them. Clay stares at Wesley, holding one finger in the air, looking out of the kitchen into the hallway. Wait for it. Herman comes stumbling around the corner. He stares at Wesley. There better be one there for me, too. Wesley smiles while sliding the filled shot glass toward him. He catches it and walks over to the others. They all raise it into the air and clink it together. The four friends all chant together. Forever. Barry stops everyone from taking their shot. Wait, 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 stop. It's not four anymore. Clay's here now. It's five. The others all agree and mumble. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They raise their shot glasses again. This time, all five of them chant together. They walk into the living room and continue partying with those still left at the Von Von Von's party. Night turns to day. Clay, Wesley, Herman, and Barry are all piled up on the couch, passed out. The sound of a door shutting in the hallway wakes them up. The three friends look to Clay with hopeful eyes. He shakes his head. Uh, I still can't remember anything before meeting you guys last night. Wesley stands up and starts to stretch. Well, that's a bummer. Anyone hungry? We can go grab some food. Maybe that'll help Clay remember. The others all stand while Barry turns to Clay. You're one of us now, as far as I'm concerned. You're welcome to stay with us until you get your memory back. Or longer, if you'd like. Clay smiles through the throbbing headache he has. I mean, those five forever shots in our epic game of Reign of Fire said it all. I'm honored to be a part of your group and would love to stay with you guys. Callie laughs while walking out from the hallway, putting on her shirt. She looks over at Wesley. <laughs> Man, almost everyone played great last night. I can't wait to play again next weekend. Before Callie can get to the front door, Herman is there holding it open. Did you sleep comfortably in someone's bed last night? Barry laughs while walking towards the door. <laughs> Obviously, she and Bonnie hooked up last night. They can't help it. Callie smiles nervously while hurrying to Herman, holding the door open. Let's get out of here. I'd like to do the walk without the shame, for once. 
Wesley looks at Clay, and the two figure it out and start laughing. Clay stands up and walks over to her. He puts his arm around her and walks her out of the house, with the others following behind. Ooh, it was Vince and not Veronica, huh? They all start to laugh as they get out the front door. A voice comes from behind them. It was a great time last night, Callie! I'll see you again next weekend! Callie nervously waves back to him as they leave the house and make their way down the street. The five friends stay speechless for a couple moments before Wesley starts to crack up. Wait, you slept with Glop? Was it weird being bigger than him? She smiles while walking ahead of the group. Sometimes you have to be able to win off the field, too. So, how about we get breakfast at that diner you're always talking about, Herm? Herman suspiciously looks at her and the others for a couple of seconds before getting excited. I'll lead the way. I can't wait to show you guys my favorite diner, finally. The five of them walk down the street as the sun rises above them. They converse while crossing over a bridge and continuing onto a road with a river flowing next to it. Barry looks at Callie. Oof, why does hanging out with you always lead to being hungover? Callie laughs while putting her arm around Barry. (laughs) Don't focus on the hangover. Focus on all that fun we had last night. Wesley walks over to the river and splashes some water on his face. The others join him as he turns to Herman. So, who was the pretty lady you were with last night? Herman chuckles nervously. (laughs) It's Bernice. She's an ex from high school. We broke up on good terms and have remained friends ever since. Clay kneels down next to them, smiling. (laughs) It looked like you two never broke up. The five friends erupt into laughter as they start walking back down the side of the road to the diner. (laughs) Kelly grunts while looking around. Ugh, fuck, Herman. What's with all this walking? Do you even know where this diner is? Herman stops and looks around. I thought we were going the right way, but now I'm not so sure. Wesley casually walks over to him. The two mumble while trying to figure out where the diner is. <laughs> Callie and Barry stroll over and join in with them. Y'all have the worst sense of direction. Seriously? The two of you always get us lost. Oh, come on. We can't always be expected to know where we are. Well, I'm sorry I'm not a map. Clay stands away from them, looking at the river and trees, taking it all in. Three centaurs come running down the street, pulling a giant trailer of porta potties behind them. The centaur on the right looks to the one in the middle. Man, eh? Today is such a beautiful day for a drive. The centaur in the middle smiles while pointing out some of the trees on the right. I know, and look at how gorgeous those trees are. The last centaur nudges him and points out the group of friends on the side of the road. Boy, what the hell are they doing on the road like that? Move out of the way! The three centaurs slam their hooves into the ground, trying to stop, but the trailer behind them is too heavy. They swerve and crash, causing the trailer to tip to the side. One of the porta-potties breaks free from the ropes tying them down. It flies into the air towards the group of friends. Everything slows down as the four friends and centaurs watch the porta-potty fly towards Clay. He has a big grin on his face as he turns to see what all the noise was. His grin quickly disappears as he sees the porta-potty and realizes it's too late. With a horrific amount of force, the porta-potty smashes him into the ground. Callie, Herman, Barry, and Wesley run over, screaming for the squish clay. You have to be fucking kidding me. (gasps) Holy shit. Clay! Somehow, with no explanation, Clay survived. The cries from his friends fade into a static roar. Suddenly, a bright light flashes and he finds himself in a dark room. Green and gray lights turn on and reveal a hooded figure standing in front of a couch and TV. Where the hell am I now? The hooded figure turns the TV off, causing the static noise to leave Clay's mind. It tries to hold in a cough, but can't any longer. A giant cloud of smoke comes out from the dark hood before dissipating and revealing its decrepit face. He smiles at Clay while catching his breath. You're dead, man. 
<sighs> but not really. It's hard to explain with the little amount of time that we have. Clay looks back at him, confused. What the fuck does that mean? Dead, but not really? The creature's face disappears back into its hood, while a bubbling noise can be heard from under its robe. A couple of seconds pass, and more smoke trickles out of his hood while he talks in a lower voice. You really can't remember, Clay? Man, this is gonna be fun. Clay reaches out to him and notices his hand starting to vanish. More smoke pours out of the creature's hood while he laughs and yells out to Clay. Dude, don't worry about it right now. <sighs> Just enjoy the ride, and we can talk more when I see you again soon. The darkness around him gets surrounded by light. Clay opens his eyes to his friends in the road they were on before. What the hell was that? Oh, good. You guys are all still here. I just had the craziest dream. His friends in the centaur stand speechless in disbelief as they stare at Clay, who is now a porta potty. Oh man, that was pretty wild. Any of you see that one coming? I know I wasn't expecting that. I really don't think anybody expected Clay to turn into a porta potty. If you did, then you're either very creative or there's something very, very wrong with you. Uh, yeah, nothing, nothing wrong with me. Uh, what about you, Death Guide? <laughs> ah, damn it! He left before saying anything. Sorry, listeners. We thought he would say a few words. We'll get him next time. Well, we hope you all enjoyed episode one. Catch the next episode in two weeks. And remember to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or just go to our website at www.deathshifter.com. You'll find all the links there as well as down below in the episode description. If you're interested in supporting us and gaining access to exclusive trailers, bonus episodes, and more, check out patreon.com slash deathshifter. Thanks for tuning in. We look forward to hearing from you and continuing the Death Shifter adventure. Don't forget to submit your questions to our social media pages or website. We'll answer all questions, but three will be featured in our next episode. If you want to know who voices the characters, check below in the episode description for the cast. Thanks again, and don't, don't forget, forget to, to tip, tip your, your desk, guys. guys.